0: Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for March twenty sixth two 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by my good friends Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, and as always in the Peanut Gallery, Mr. Will Perry, trying to avoid one of our listeners, afraid for his life. He's going to end up in a cistern.
1: What is a cistern?
0: It's a. Uh,
1: it's a well
2: for collecting it's like water.
0: A, it's a well, yeah. It's like a deep well. Do you ever see Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, it puts the lotion on its skin. Okay, that's a cistern.
2: Okay,
1: why does she want to put Will in one of them?
0: <laughs> to trap him to marry her, marry her daughter.
3: There was really a whole like line of consciousness that you had to follow to get there. Just accept <laughs> yeah. it for what it, it
0: is. Sounds a lot creepier than it really
1: is. Okay. Uh, it- no,
4: it's
5: okay. pretty creepy. <laughs> 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 I
1: would imagine the wedding would involve she's, a shotgun. And she's bringing one of these on the cruise ship? No, she's dug her own. Oh, she made <laughs> she, her own.
0: She's going to try and get Will back to her house somehow. Okay.
1: I feel better now.
0: She's brought extra luggage. Now that we brought everyone up to speed on that, <laughs> um, we're going to be uh, reading some of your emails and playing some of your voicemails if you would like to participate in this particular type of show, all you need to do is send us an email, podcast at wdwinfo.com.
3: Or if you want to see a copy of Will's restraining order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you can give us a call, one That is toll-free inside the United States. Leave us a voicemail, and if we play your voicemail or read your email on the show, we will send you a Diz Unplugged t-shirt or a Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard and of course, at the end of every month, we select one winner at random from all the emails and voicemails that we play, and that person gets a chance to pick one of the 30 envelopes we have here in the studio, each one with a different prize inside. And even though we did give away a couple of podcast cruises last week, we uh, I, I have refilled all the envelopes with some really cool stuff, stuff that hasn't been in there before, like backstage tours... Like the Backstage Magic Tour, the Keys to the Kingdom Tour uh, for you and uh, up to three other guests. So there's some cool stuff in there. And, of course, uh, Discovery Cove for two people. that's cool. We have uh, tickets to Aquatica. We have some uh, nice seven-day Park Hopper Passes in there. Um, So we put a lot of new stuff in there. Plus, of course, we have some gift certificates and uh, three-day, two-night stays at uh, Swan Dolphin, Sheridan Vistana. Gaylord Palms, a lot of cool stuff we're giving away. So, like I said, all you need to do is give us a call, toll-free, 1-877-310-9662, or shoot us an email at podcast at www.info.com. And with that out of the way, we're going to get started with our first voicemail today. Nicole from Texas has some interesting questions about Lanuba. So here's Nicole.
6: Hi, podcast team. This is Nicole from Frisco, Texas, and I'm calling with a question about um, the Cirque du Soleil performance that's available at um, Downtown Disney, um, La Nuba. My husband and I recently took a trip there in January, and we were able to go and see the show, and we're amazed by the uh, Diablo, I think it's called, act, the little girls that have the thing on the string that spins around, um, it was fascinating and very, very entertaining, and they look so very young. So I'm curious if anyone on the podcast team knows or could find out um, the approximate ages of these girls. I know that they can't possibly be as young as they look from the audience. Um, so I'm just curious what their ages are. Um, thank you. You guys do a great job, and I love listening to you.
0: Nicole, this was the uh, <laughs> this was the subject of some very, uh, <laughs> very interesting discussion before we recorded
1: this is why we edit yeah. <laughs>
0: because bob uh bob wanted to uh, actually bob did pick up the phone and call uh, to find out about this because we're really not sure we know we see them we see those little girls uh over in the uh, china pavilion all the time doing their acrobatics and all sorts of stuff and uh you know, I just told Bob I thought it was a bit creepy for a 50-some-odd-year-old man to be calling up asking about the little girls in Lanuba. Yeah. Um, what did we find out?
3: I, I called information, and according to Disney, they're all of legal working age, and in their...
5: Well, legal working age in China
3: is a little bit well, different. No, than legal it. working age in Orlando, <laughs> and they're all in their late teens or early 20s. Yeah, I don't believe that.
0: Because they all look like they're nine. I they
3: did say that. according to Disney, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Allegedly, they do look like they're very young children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yep, and they get thrown around quite a bit. I know when they're doing the acrobatics outside of China, those little girls get thrown around quite a bit.
3: Well, also, Nicole, um, I've seen Lanuba. I saw Lanuba when it first opened. I think I went to one of the opening night previews, and those young ladies are changed out. I mean, I don't think they're the same ones.
1: Right. Like
0: Chinese Menudo?
1: right? Exactly. So. What do they do? Like, oh, it's time to change them out.
0: Yeah, you're too old. Get out. They
1: count their rings. You look eleven.
5: Yeah, you, look <laughs> you have 11. to leave. They're growing in yeah. pods in the back.
1: This <laughs> one's ripe. You've grown five. Right? You can see them on the <laughs> behind the seed store. Yeah, you, you grew five inches this year. You're out of here. Okay.
3: I told you that, Nicole, well, he told you that conversation got weird. <laughs> it got
0: really, really weird. The
5: bottom line is we don't know. And
0: <laughs> The
5: answer to your question is we don't know. And don't know who to ask. <laughs> Without getting
1: arrested. Because like I
0: said, yeah, there's a, there's a creepy factor to... Yeah. Grown men calling up asking about how
1: old are the little, little girls. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to end up in the what news. What time do they get week. there?
5: <laughs> and then he asked about the French clown. That was really creepy. How old's a French clown? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Regina? Is French he single?
1: Clown? Regina hates that French clown. Don't you, Regina? That freaky French clown.
3: He has really bad B.O.
0: Does he? Mm-hmm. Well, he? he smells? I,
3: well, I, I sat along. <laughs> there's a walkway where they enter the, for the show, and we sat right along the walkway one day, and we knew he was coming. And he his there, smell
0: got there five minutes before he did. And he
3: was there when he left. <laughs>
0: Oof. Oh lord! All right, now, this well.
3: was also a long time ago. I don't. He might have been replaced. The new he clown, might have bathed. <laughs> right? The new clown might smell like roses. I don't know. It looks he looks the same today as he did then. <gasps> He, I don't know.
4: It's the makeup, Bob. The makeup.
3: Really? Yeah. They're good. You can't tell those French clowns apart. <laughs> Regina can. She loves them.
1: Maybe that's what she, we should do. Make yes. her uh, work with the French clown. That's a well. That's one of the things. I'm send Regina to Lanuba? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> to interview the French clown at six thirty in the morning.
1: Let's in just her tuna wetsuit. Can we send her to like uh, the Ringling Brothers Circus uh, for clown training thing? They have <laughs> There's one of those John, down here.
0: I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's a segment that'll play well.
1: For Regina, it will.
0: Uh, well, there you go, Nicole. <laughs> I don't know if you're <laughs> any more enlightened on the subject. We are.
3: <laughs> Nicole's thinking, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why
0: did I call? All right, who's got an email they want to read?
3: I do. And I should tell this story first. Uh, when this email came in, I responded to all of you. To let you know that I was going to answer this question as part of the podcast, well, I also responded to the person who sent it in who wrote to me on all the my response to everybody here at the table was, "I have this covered." Well, she wrote back to me and she said i 'm not exactly sure what that
5: means, so type slow <laughs> just to give people some background when these emails come in, we all get a copy of them right They come into a central email account, we all get a copy, and it 's sort of the type of thing where people can then Look to see what they want to answer based on subject matter. So so I have told Lori to act surprised when she hears her email being
3: read, although she already knows. <laughs> All right, Lori. Lori's from Deltona, and I know how to say Deltona. It's actually pronounced Deltona. Uh, And she says, hello, my family and I are going on the Disney Wonder in May, our first Disney cruise. I was wondering if I sign up for the May 10th, 2009 cruise, that's the podcast cruise, while I'm on the ship, if I would be able to transfer the reservation to Dreams Unlimited Travel after we return home and still participate in the podcast events on that May 2009 cruise. Or do the reservations need to be initiated with Dreams Unlimited Travel in order to be part of the podcast cruise? Uh, Laurie, my answer, the answer to this question is yes, you're more than welcome to rebook while on board the ship. You can list Dreams Unlimited Travel as your travel agent when you rebook. And yes, you would be able to participate in the podcast cruise, even though you rebooked on board. We've often told people that rebooking while on board offers you the best discount and shipboard credit that you're going to find anywhere. Also, that shipboard credit is, uh... In addition to anything that Dreams Unlimited Travel is offering.
5: When you come back, just email Tracy. Tracy at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. She'll help you with the whole process. Um, yes, you have to be booked through us to participate in the podcast events, but you don't have to initiate the booking with us. It could be done out through different means and then transferred to us.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Kevin, who else has one? I do. Mrs. Martin.
4: Mine's from Lydia in Pennsylvania. Hi, guys and gal. My family stayed for five days at Porterline's Riverside and five days at the All-Star Movies in October 2007. I agree with Corey and Julie's review of Riverside, and I hope to return to the world and stay there for our entire stay on property. Enough said about my All-Star Movies experience. <laughs> 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 now to my question. I believe Julie mentioned they went on the carriage ride at the resort. Something she's going to add to her must-do list for her next visit. Um, She wants to know where do the resorts that offer carriage rides stable the horses? Is it somewhere on resort property that you can go and see? And secondly, what resorts offer carriage rides? Well, to answer your question, Lydia, the horses are stabled at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. They are driven into each location by trailer. And the guests are allowed to visit these stables, but you're not allowed to pet the horses. Just because they might bite you.
1: <laughs> they also spit water at you. Yes,
4: they do. There is one horse who loves to spit water, and it's most fun to watch. Um, there's a petting zoo area in Fort Wilderness, though, where you can pet goats and ponies. So that might be fun. And the carriage rides are offered at Portalines Riverside, <laughs> uh, Fort Wilderness, and Saratoga Springs. And just another little tidbit of information, the carriages are stored at each resort. They have a carriage barn there. So those are not. Um, like driven in or trailered in. Um, I think you should go. You'll have a great time. She says that she's one of the many Anthonys out there, and she wanted to thank us for this place to come to twice a week and share her addiction with other people who feel the way that she does. P.S. to Bob. My son watched your cart cam videos of the Magic Kingdom, and he said they make me feel homesick. I agree with him completely. Keep the cart cam videos coming. They're great.
1: I've had a couple people. One person made it into a Wii game. Type thing That he watches the screen And makes believe He's got Cam Driving around
3: That's Mommy Sarah yep. son That's Kim's yeah, son
1: So That was a lot of fun I enjoy getting the emails About that I appreciate all of oh, them
0: So Thank you very much For that Julie Who else John
5: I have one Mine's from Cindy Williams And she's in I West loved West her LaVarney Shirley oh, Yeah I thought she was in Brady Bunch Schlemiel From Wellston, Ohio. She says, why does Disney consider a 10-year-old as an adult in charge as an adult? Well, That's because that's the age of the little girls in Love, Nuba. (laughs) Everything's based on their (laughs) their working age. Um, Most vacation destinations do not charge adult fees for children under certain ages. Sydney, this is one of those why is the sky blue questions, I think. I, I think that... Most places have to pick an age in which a cutoff between an adult and a child and Disney has chosen uh nine and less to be a child and ten and over to be an adult and I think most people can agree that for the most part that's not really um, uh, as far as how much can a kid eat or what can a kid do, that's not exactly always a fair cut off, but I think they just have to pick an age and Yeah, that's and that's I
0: think that's basically what they're basing it on in their own standard is know how much can uh, you know how much can a 10 year old uh, experience if they can experience most things in the park they should be paying the same price as an adult um, you know look I, and I wouldn't p- put it past Disney at some point to try and push that number back
4: yeah I was thinking five um, and up
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know pretty soon you know if they start running out of ways to raise ticket prices that's what they'll do so
1: but when they consider them, uh a child in a hotel it's 17 right? and under?
5: Correct. Well, now there's the junior category. Between 10 and 17, it was considered a junior for a while, and that was a completely different pricing structure and packages, but that's not true anymore. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those things where some marketing person somewhere did research and decided this was that age. And yeah, that's what another would, one of their
0: rocket scientists right. came up with something, yeah. That's why you need a PhD to figure out their ticketing system.
3: I had it used to have a friend who would worked for Disney, and I forget what it was called, but it was like the weights and measures department at Disney, and he would stand, um, they would have a hand clicker, and he would stand and count how many people went over a bridge, and he would stand, um, he used to have to go into buffets, and he would pick a patron at the buffet and count how many times that person would go to the buffet. And Disney does this quite frequently. They measure things like that. They count things like that. Um, I know they used to count the number of cars in the parking lot at downtown Disney, which always surprised me because why would you not count the number of parking spots and then count the empty spaces? That seemed more (laughs) logical to me. but. I know they do. Well, you do. know, you think
0: if they were counting the number of cars at Downtown Disney, they would have built a damn garage by now. Really? Or figured out some some other solution to the nightmare that is parking. You know, in order for the in order to have the privilege of, of dumping all that money on souvenirs, you got to orbit the parking lot twenty times.
1: You know, the best thing to do is to go over and be, behind House of Blues and park in the lot over there. Yeah, because there's lots of
3: places to shop behind House of Blues. No,
1: but and then take the the boat. Over to downtown Disney area from there. It's it's a that's lot just easier. just Adding another mode of transportation. Yeah. yeah, but it's a lot easier than driving around. No, it would be easier
0: miles. if Disney would build a damn garage. Oh, that's
1: true too. You know,
0: take that space, give it three levels. I know it's gonna. It may kill your, uh, kill your aesthetic in front of certain things, but you know what? How how what? How good is the aesthetic when you got fifty cars driving around jockeying for a parking space? people hanging out windows
5: are you leaving <laughs> you know universal built that parking garage and they did a, re- a really good job of having the vines over it mm-hmm. and
1: softening it with the landscaping disney could figure this stuff out yeah this this, is, they well, get
0: some smart people working for them exactly. they figured
1: it out in uh, disneyland i mean they get a huge garage over there
4: they could hide that grotesque planet hollywood ball
1: yeah, that would be may
0: good. turn that into the parking garage That's a good idea. <laughs> or just roll that right off properly it would be okay with wouldn't it that me? be
4: fun to watch
0: big circular parking garage certainly the food would be better <laughs> <laughs> it would be a better dining experience, it would be a better <laughs> better experience. Better dining experience than it is now oh all right uh, we have another voicemail from Randy in Alabama who has some questions about the fishing excursions at Disney World so here's Randy
2: Hi, guys. This is Randy from Helena, Alabama. I've got a, another question for you. Um, we're visiting Walt Disney World the end of April, and my 11-year-old son is an avid fisherman, and I understand that Walt Disney World has some fishing excursions and wondered if you knew anything about those. And I, I know that they're kind of expensive, but do you catch a lot of fish on those excursions and
7: if
0: uh,
2: any of you have ever been on one of those and could tell me something about it or if you know somebody that's that's been on it and could could tell a little bit about those excursions and, and what, what you could expect and if it's a good value. Appreciate your podcast very much.
0: Well Randy, uh, uh, Bob had done a fishing excursion years ago but none of us have done it recently where we've been talking about either all of us doing it or some of us doing it, but that does has not materialized so far. <laughs> I wonder why. Um,
3: as long as all of us doesn't include me, I'm okay with it.
0: <laughs> just so you know, the uh, fishing excursions are catch and release. You don't keep the fish you catch. And, yeah, they take you out to the best spots, uh, so you actually catch some fish and get the whole experience. Um, there are a couple of options in terms of how long you want to go out. In the morning, you've got... Uh, a 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. excursion. You have 10 a 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can also go out for longer, 7 a.m. to 12 p.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Maximum of five guests on every boat. And these excursions leave from the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, the Contemporary, Wilderness Lodge, Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, Port Orleans, Coronado Springs, Caribbean Beach, Yacht and Beach Club, Boardwalk, Fort Wilderness, and the Downtown Disney Marina. Uh, it's $125 per person, and that uh, does include all your equipment, fishing equipment, rod, reel, all that good stuff. Reservations can be made up to 90 days in advance, but you have to do at least 24 hours in advance. You can contact 407-WDW-PLAY or talk to any guest uh, uh, guest relations location, guest service location, They also have some What do they call these, the Bass Nitro Fishing Excursions. That's just the standard. uh, The one I just discussed was the regular excursions. But they also have these Nitro Excursions. It's like a tournament-style bass boat takes uh, takes you out on a fishing Mm -hmm. excursion. And a maximum of two guests per boat. These run from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Well, I'll put a link up for all the... Uh, for all the times But these are more expensive $395 per boat
1: Yeah They, uh, they have some ponds That it, they've stocked around Property That make it a pretty good experience
5: You read off the places That it, it launches from The
1: Caribbean Beach
5: That's
0: what it says here yeah.
5: Where do you Where do you fish in that, that no, they, they have, look, they they have there.
1: the lagoon there I mean They have watercraft They've they've stocked all those Ponds I thought They're they, all man-made I thought that was the runoff The fish no. Yeah. I mean, if you if you the look, animatronic. Yes, there, there's times when over at the Grand Floridian, you'll find one of these pontoon boats, and sometimes they park over near the the dock because that's where all the fish are. They know where where the fish are. I
5: understand the ones that are on the big lake are the ones like, Port Orleans, where you have access through the canals. I just never pictured the Caribbean Beach having a well, big they, enough area to fish.
1: That's what that pool rehab's for. They also over at <laughs> over at, uh, Port, Port Orleans, Orleans River. Riverside, they have the the Jersey. fishing. The hole. fishing hole. And they stock that pond, too, uh, for people to go. And that may be another option you might want to look That's at. That's a cheaper option for you, too.
7: Yeah. Well,
0: there's also, like, they have, like, a junior uh, fishing excursions, and they have uh, cane pole fishing. We all have, we have all this information on the site. We're going to go ahead and include a link to that in the show notes page. So we thank you for the voicemail. Who else has an email they'd like to I have to one.
1: Bob. I have one from Grammy Cochran. From Port Glasgow, in-, in-, in Inverse, Clyde, Scotland.
4: I think it might be Graham.
1: Graham. Did they say Grammy? Yes.
4: <laughs> well, it's spelled different, but I'm pretty I sure. It was somebody's grandmother. It <laughs> might me too. Look at, look at this.
3: It's, Is it Graham with
1: an E on the end of it?
4: It's G-R-A-E-M-E.
1: Yeah, it's Graham. Yeah,
4: look not Grammy. Look at all those words at
1: the beginning of my email there. I have to say all those right.
4: I would st- just say Graham from Scotland.
1: They, they don't want us to make fun of him, and then he says Grammy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How
5: do I let that go? I don't know, Steve, really? How do I move past?
0: We're that?
3: human, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can only bait us with so many things before we're going to bite. But go ahead, get Bob. Read Grammy's email.
1: Okay, Grammy. Does he said, want a mojito? I don't know. I don't know, if it's Grammy. At
3: interventions, do you know they have tables and people come to your tables and ask what you want? <laughs>
1: Okay, I I do know that the person has started the Big Bad Bob Appreciation Society. Oh, this is a self-serving email.
3: (laughs) Is there any other Bob kind? (laughs) Uh,
1: Mid-September, they're going to be traveling uh, to Disney World with their two best pals who have also happened to be boyfriend-girlfriend. And they're wondering, as we have never been at this time of the year before – uh, if booking tickets for the not so scary halloween party would be a good thing or it's truly for kids not mid tw- uh 20 kids uh it sounds really cool so she's looking to see if it's good for them too so i have to recommend you know it it's good for everybody i mean we go and we have a good time when with the other parade is nice it's one of the best fireworks displays that you'll see uh Disney put out there, so I I do suggest that you know you get a ticket, and it's not Disney has just released some dates, and we'll have the dates up on the on the pod uh, on the podcast. Sorry, I'm not helping you. Okay, (laughs) we get yelled at. Okay, oh, stop
0: making fun of Bob. You're being mean to Bob. So if I didn't, if and who's your phone is on again.
1: No, that's not.
0: Me. Yes, it is. That's it's your
5: phone because he was calling Anuba. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling you back.
1: <laughs>
7: we have an answer for those children. So I turn
5: my phone on. That's you turned.
4: Right. No, oh, Bob. Don't you get me started. Turned your phone on. It's Turnt. the past
5: participle of turned.
1: Apparently, <laughs> turned in eighteen twelve. <1812. laughs> Did I mention? Uh, The Happy Mason is the founder of the Big Bad Bob Appreciation Society, but I just want to mention that. So the tickets in September for this event are- Pretty
0: soon he's going to be plugging his own CDs or something. (laughs) (laughs) Bob and the Pan Flute.
1: (laughs) fear. I I want to worry about-
2: Boot to you.
1: (laughs) Boot to you. (laughs) Shake your boot, <laughs> Shake your booty. Anyway, uh, that's another plug. Zamfir,
4: <laughs> Get your boot on.
1: <laughs> Which you pull that one out? <laughs> that's like a... I know you, just right, see, you see him on television yeah. all the time. Three o'clock in the mornings.
0: <laughs> So does Some Zamfir fan is going to like uh, emails. Well, I love Zamfir. It's
3: Zamfir hate speech. Bob and Diana
1: sell the rotisserie cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick on Diana. She's homesick. sick. Anyway, don't be afraid to buy a ticket because you're, you're not taking it away from a little kid. Now that kid.
3: we've alienated Grammy in Scotland. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer his question, okay? Yeah, it's really good for adults. You'll have a great time. Don't miss it. Awesome fireworks. Great parade. You won't feel like an idiot. There's a lot of adults there. Some of them even dress up. Oh, that thanks. was the concise answer. That was the answer. <laughs> Eighteen. People I had decided out there. I was coming in today, and I was not going to say <laughs> one word to Bob. We I said, want to
4: know how Bob would pronounce his last name. Cochrane. Good job. I was thinking he I would say Cochrane. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh Lord!
1: I took Evelyn Woods bedridden. Did
3: lamp.
4: we?
1: Did we answer my? Person?
4: Yes, you, yes. Yes, Kevin did.
1: The president of the <laughs>
4: yeah. What's that president? The Big Bad the Bob fan yeah, club. The Big Bad Bob Appreciation Society.
0: Oh, oh there's a society in, of them. Nothing to do in Scotland. So that'd be the,
4: the BBAS. <laughs> <laughs> the BBBAS.
1: <laughs> BBBAS. <laughs> I, I tried that.
3: really hard to be nice to Bob. I really did.
1: You made
0: it through a show. You, you made it through, like, let's see, the last show was an hour and a half, and we're at a half hour into this one, so you made it that, two hours. I
1: saw that email come in, and it's like, okay, i got to do this one. Anyway. That's because uh, it had your name in it. But we had fun doing the email, didn't we?
0: Yeah, it's a good way to get your email read on the show, folks. You know, come up with some Bob Appreciation Society <laughs> guaranteed to bring it to the table. <laughs> Indeed, write something self-serving for Bob. It'll definitely get read. Oh, oh, he's taking his headphones off now.
5: We've we've heard take, his you take, feelings. You,
0: you need to take your headphones off to have a drink. Oh, all right. Who else has an email?
7: I have one. From, oh God, it's like Fucking. the
3: Sierra Club for Bob.
7: <laughs> this is from Alex Evans from Sacramento, Kentucky. Hey guys, How do you and- feel
1: about Bob. <laughs> <laughs> See, once you turn, mm-hmm. get Kevin going, he mm-hmm. just oh, It's over you-
7: with, right? Hey, guys and Julie. I love the show and look forward to it every week. I'm a Disney nut, but my husband isn't. He hasn't been since four years, since he was four years old and thinks it's just a place for kids. He has reluctantly agreed to go, though. I've already booked the Segway tour because he thought that sounded fun. Can you guys recommend some more things that we can do that might help convert him? Thanks. Um there's a ton of recreational things you can do. I mean all the marinas are fun. The marina at a, the contemporary, there's parasailing. Um, get a get a bird's eye view of Disney. Maybe I did that. He, maybe he'll appreciate it that way. There's also, you know, water skiing out there. We just talked about the fishing excursions, not sure if he's into that. Um, he's a swimmer. The water parks are fun, not only for kids. I personally don't even think all the parks are for kids. I mean there's a lot lot to do for adults. Um, there's surfing lessons, there's the Richard Petty driving experience. There's horseback riding.
1: There's jet skis over at the Contemporary now, too. You know, there's also the ESPN don't, Club.
7: don't overlook uh, taking them to
0: Universal. Yeah. Um, there's well, a lot more look. extreme rides, a lot more extreme experiences at Universal, too. So don't overlook that.
5: This is one of those things where, without knowing him and his likes and dislikes, it's hard for us to give you examples. But Disney has something for everybody. Yeah, yeah really. It really does. It's, I know it's hard for a lot of people to see that if they don't experience it or understand it. But it re- even within a theme park, There's experiences for kids and adults and people who aren't the whole pixie dust. There are the spas.
4: If he's into games, Disney Quest.
7: And depending on the time of the year you're coming, check out the events happening. You know, if you're coming around Food and Wine Festival or Festival of the Masters. Or Or maybe there's something at
3: House of Blues that he'd be interested in. Mm
7: -hmm.
0: And understand really the kiddie rides, quote unquote, are really very limited. Most of the rides, I think, most of the attractions Disney has really have either a uh, a wide span of age appeal... Or uh, or even more, you know, geared
7: toward Yeah, I mean, all of Disney is not Fantasyland. No. You know right? I mean? No. I, I enjoy Buzz Lightyear.
5: You can I go horseback too. riding. Yeah. You said
7: that. Did you? Yep. No. Did. Twice. He was too busy trying to think of a crack. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, cool. Thank you, Corey. All right, we're going to play a couple more voicemails, but I just want to take this opportunity to uh, ask everyone, when you leave a voicemail, and we're going to repeat this a few times from now on. When you leave a voicemail, please a make sure you leave us your email address and not your phone number, and speak slowly and spell out your email address. A lot of folks are just kind of ripping through their email addresses, not realizing these are voicemails with real limited quality, and it's very difficult sometimes for us to uh, figure out what your email address is. So
1: yeah, an m and an n can sound yeah, they almost sound a lot an fns to fns and, F F F and S. S- B. Yep, And A and B and all that kind of stuff
4: <laughs> <laughs> A and B sound nothing alike, Bob I know,
0: uh,
1: that's good I guess though. in the world of Bob
0: <laughs> So, alright, our next uh, voicemail comes to us from Kathy from Louisville Who has some questions about the pepper market at the Coronado Springs And room requests for a land sea package So here's
8: Kathy Hi Diz Unplug uh crew and, and Julie. This is Kathy from Louisville and Louisville, Kentucky. And I have a question, actually a couple of questions. Uh the first one is in regards to the uh Coronado Springs Resort. I got a stay booked there in September of this year and I know the pepper market is a little different in terms of it charges a gratuity uh, because it's like a sit-down type of uh, food court. But if, what if I want to take the food to go? I know that you can, but I'm not sure actually how that works if you don't want to eat there and take it back to your room or someplace else on property. just want to know if you could uh, let me know how that works. And question number two is in regard to a land-sea package. I have one booked for 2009. I'm a little bit of a planner. And I wanted to know, I know when you do book a room-only stay, uh at a normal resort you can actually request a certain area of the room. I know not guaranteed, but you can put it on re- on your request. But you request it. And I just want to know if you could do that for a Land suit package basically because that's done through Disney Cruise Line instead of uh the travel of Disney. But if you can give me the answers to the questions, I would appreciate it. And again, I love all the work you do with the podcast and keep up the good work.
3: Uh, Kathy, the pepper market does work a little bit different than any other food court. When you go in, you're given a slip of paper and you walk around to the different locations and pick out what you want. They then stamp your piece of paper that you can either take to the table or you could take out. Now, there is some table service at the uh, pepper market if you're going to stay there and eat uh, the people will bring you sodas and things like that, uh, drinks of any kind. On your way out, now you can leave cash on the table if you'd like to reward your server in that way. On your way out, just let the person ringing up your red or receipt know that you've left a cash tip, and they will take the, di- the tip off the—they put a 10% tip on your—or 10% gratuity on your bill. If you'd rather just take care of it all at once— just do that. If you are just getting food to take out, just let them know this is takeout. I'm taking it out of the restaurant and make sure that they remove the gratuity. They yeah, were and they're really very good. good about that. Yeah. yeah, I actually think the Pepper Market is one of those places that is really great because there's something there for everybody. I You're agree. not limited to one kind of food. I mean, there's an Asian food station, there's a burgers and fries and station, I'm,
0: and, and for as good as it is, I'm surprised that that type of food court hasn't cropped up anywhere else.
3: It's really a nice thing. Uh, they have a, a Mexican.
4: That's my favorite.
3: And it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. So they also they always have a soup or two, um, a soup or two, and, and we found them to be really good, too. The bowls are huge. A bowl of soup and some of that bread is pretty much a meal for most people. Mm-hmm. So it's we think the pepper market, everybody I think here would agree that the pepper market yeah, is one do. of those good choices that's kind of off the beaten track. Sometimes we forget
1: it's... Forget, forget it's there, it. yeah. Yeah.
3: Unless you're at the Coronado Springs, it's kind of hard to remember it. It's not really a destination for a lot of people.
4: And she so. said she's staying there in September. Uh-huh. Corey and I will be doing a review soon, so she'll get some more information.
3: Cool.
7: We'll cover it. To head to
5: but yeah, they'll be really good about removing the gratuity if you're just doing takeout. And as far as your land cruise, absolutely, you can make a request for a room location and all those sorts of good things. Just be aware that these are requests and disney does not have any obligation to fulfill them it's going to be however they can accommodate you it's not as if when you book a lancy cruise there's a certain block of rooms that are associated with the lancy cruise vacation it could be any room in the resort um i will say this though um the, the requests that, we, that you make when you call into Disney and you say, I want to request a location or something special, they have to be downloaded to the resort. And they're downloaded to the resort something like five days before your arrival. And sometimes they don't always make it. So you really need to follow up on your requests and make sure that they're still on your, your booking so that they don't get lost along the way. One of the problems that we see quite a bit is that we make requests for our clients uh, through Dreams Unlimited Travel. And when the client gets there, they're being told these were never made. It's a glitch in Disney's system. It's how they work, it's how their systems are, are worked out. The, the information never makes it to the resort. So you've got to do this follow up to make sure that it gets down there. So,
3: but yeah, make just when choice. you approach the, the desk to check in, I just let them know I've made a request for this type of room. Just make sure they know about it, and make sure they know about it before they go through the process of assigning you a room, because then it means putting that room back in inventory and taking a different room and stuff like that. So just let them know up front. I think you'll save yourself some time and the aggravation of the person that's waiting on you.
0: Everybody's hitting everything today. I apologize. (laughs) All right. Thank you for that, uh, Kathy. Appreciate it. We're going to do another voicemail, because I can really relate to this. Kevin from Michigan has some questions about pizza. So here's Kevin.
2: Hi, guys. This is Kevin from Michigan. Um, I've been to Disney countless times and always had a great time. But one of the problems that we've always had is trying to find decent pizza. I don't know why it is that uh, they can make everything under the sun, including chicken and waffles, apparently. And they can't make a pizza that tastes better than something I can get at Publix. Uh, my question for you guys is, one, do you know of anywhere that I can get a decent pizza on property? And uh, if not, can you please solve this problem? Thanks a lot.
0: Welcome to the bane of our existence when you move from the northeast to Florida. Oh Finding God. a decent pizza pizza in this town. not This is not just limited to Disney, although Disney pizza is especially offensive. Um, It... I think I think actually Universal's pizza is even more offensive than Disney's. Uh, this is this is a, a an area problem. Now, what I was told when we first moved here, because I was whining about it every twenty minutes, was that uh, it, it has a lot to do with the water in Florida. That unless they are using purified water, if they're just using regular tap water to make the dough, uh, that's the difference. Is that there's so much chlorine. In the water system here, to keep it, I guess, from killing us, uh, that it has an impact on on a lot of the ingredients. And as a result, you can't get a decent bagel or a decent, uh, a decent slice of pizza. Now, whether that's actually true or not, I don't know. That's what I was told by one pizzeria. They made their pizza with purified water, and their pizza was out of this world.
3: I have some good news to report. And this was a recent find. This isn't something we've been sitting on. We found some decent pizza the other night within a five-minute drive of Disney. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go up Apopka Vineland Road. You would come out Hotel Plaza Boulevard and take a left. And you would have to go up to Sand Lake Road to the Dr. Phillips area. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, up to Sand Lake Road and then make a right into the Dr. Phillips area. There's a place called The Marketplace. It's a large shopping complex. And we found a restaurant called Carrera's Cucina.
5: Mm-hmm
3: and the consensus, Bob and Diana were there and some other friends of us, John and I were there, my folks were there, and that the pizza was really good.
5: Yeah. So they deliver?
3: Um, I don't think they do. They have a takeout business, and while we were sitting there watching, as a matter of fact, that yeah. part it became part of the evening's entertainment. We had a, our table had a really good view of the pizza preparation area, and I could not believe... The number of pizzas coming out of there. Really? It was virtually nonstop, and it wasn't just nonstop, it was like ten and twelve at a time. Well,
0: a good pizza in this town is like a guy selling a guy with a water concession in the desert. I am
3: not suggesting that this is New York City or Northern New Jersey pizza. However, for the Orlando area, it's really good pizza and it is Head and shoulders above anything you're going to find on Disney. So if you're willing to take a five, minute, five or ten minute drive, and it's pretty much a straight shot up to Sand Lake Road, up a Popka Vineyard Road, it's worth the drive. We
0: have any Jersey listeners uh, who are in the Jersey Shore area who know Vix Pizza in Bradley Beach? I'd love to know if that pizza is still as good now as it was when I when I left there ten years ago. I crave Vix Pizza in Bradley Beach. It was so good.
1: Can you see the pizza boxes coming? Ugh. UPS. Well, yeah,
0: well, that would that'd would be kind of kind of bad. I'm from
3: yeah. Albany, New York, and we used to have a place called the Inferno. So
7: there is one place on property that I think has a great pizza. It's the Wolfgang Puck Express. They have those um, if you yeah. want to get a gourmet pizza. Yeah, it's yeah. A gourmet. there are certain uh, things there are certain bread. things that should not be done to a pizza, and
0: Wolfgang has done them all. <laughs> um, but the, some of his pizzas are decent. Yeah, if you want the gourmet stuff. But when you're from, I don't know, for me, you know, this pizza is a is a very sacred thing. Yeah. And there's only a couple of ways to make it. And it never involves pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> it doesn't involve barbecue chicken. Damn. It doesn't involve a lot of this <laughs> other stuff. Every once in a while, I'll get into a mood for something like that. But it's not when I'm in the mood for pizza. It's when I'm in the mood for that. Yeah. Um, I agree
4: about chicken on pizza, but I love pineapples.
1: Yeah, no. I like the thin crust. The only places I've found is like Positano's over on 50 and Winter... To Garden or Orkoi—that's
3: really kind of hard. yeah. It's, hot, but it,
1: it, those are those are places that are far away. But we, are close. Yeah, yeah, this is
0: five minutes away from yeah, property. So
3: also, we have found if you're going out of Hotel Plaza Boulevard and you take a right and go out towards 192, the intersection of 192 and State Road 535 or Apopkov Island Road, there's a place called NYPD Pizza which mm-hmm. also has great pizza, yeah, and they you have some can eat in pizza. or take out. They and have again, a location
0: downtown, too.
5: Where is that one? I'll tell you when we're downtown. Okay. <laughs> the good thing about them, I think what makes their pizza better is they have Zeppelis. So it's like you can you can go through the bad pizza, and no, then you can have a piece of Zeppeli at the end.
4: What is that? <laughs> it's it's, fried, it's, it's like
5: basically a beignet. Oh. Fried dough with a little bit of powdered, powdered sugar, sugar on it.
3: So you can eat in there or take it a- out. Yeah. <laughs>
5: as long as you deep fry it, it's okay with me. <laughs> you're
3: basically deep frying pizza dough. <laughs> and putting powdered sugar on
5: it. I've, I've been sitting here while everyone's talking, trying to figure out any place on Disney property where it's even halfway decent. I can't even think of one. Well, you,
1: you have the place that makes the pizza down on the boardwalk. That's terrible. Though. It's That's It's awful. horrible. And then you, oh, I just did the uh, Pop Century pizza, and that thing is like, <laughs> that was like... Half an inch thick crust, and, and then there's that place in um,
3: Hollywood Studios, Pizza Planet. No, That's no. like putting the sauce and the cheese on the cardboard box. No. It, it goes
0: beyond that. I, I, I think they, uh, I don't know what they do to it, but that, that, that is, I probably the single most offensive slice of pizza I've ever put in my mouth has come from that that Pizza Planet. They would be ashamed of themselves with that place. So it's there's a, two it's good atrocity places. against good pizza.
3: There's two good places within a five or ten minute drive in either direction coming out of Hotel Plaza Boulevard. If you go right or left, you can find
5: a decent slice of pizza.
1: I think Mama Melrose makes a flatbread type pizza. Yeah, but see,
5: again, you're talking about Mm -hmm. flatbread versus you can go to Spoodles and get a decent flatbread.
3: But that's not even a pizza. That's you actually have to go in and sit down and eat at Mama Melrose. That's a, a restaurant experience.
0: So I hope that answers your question, Kevin. Who has an email they'd like to read? Johnny.
5: I have one from Nancy. She's his a- whole family calls him Johnny. They really, do. Uncle Johnny, Nancy, who's A.K.A. Starwood from Bergenfield, New Jersey. Bergenfield, yay! It was a shout out to Bergenfield. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on listening to the email shows, and just finished the three five show. I was very interested to hear about the restaurant that used to be at the Disney Institute, Seasons. Several months ago, I received an email survey on a restaurant they are considering putting in the Paramus Park Mall, Seasons Fifty Two. It sounds like the same concept that was used at the Disney Institute. Uh, it would base its menu on the fresh produce of the season, and menus could change accordingly. Their motto is celebrating living through seasonally inspired, healthier dining fifty two years fifty two weeks a year. They list an Orlando location. I was wondering if this is the same chain that was in the Disney Institute. Nancy, no, it is not. Um, the Seasons Restaurant at the Disney Institute was spectacular. There was, was a wonderful. chef who, pr- who was very proud of the fact that all the dishes were uh, inspired by what was the fresh ingredients of the time. Many of it was grown at the Disney Institute. Right. He was very experimental. His stuff was fantastic. Seasons fifty two is a chain restaurant. It's actually owned by the Darden Corporation. Darden owns um, Red Lobster, Red Red Lobster, Olive, Red Lobster, Olive Garden, and a couple of other chain restaurants. And. While Kevin and I have eaten there and it is very good food, it is nowhere near on par of what the Disney Institute Seasons restaurant used We have
3: the original Seasons 52, and again, it's in the Dr. Phillips area. That's the first one. It was the test market, and it's healthier fare. Portions are smaller. Uh, Things are cooked in a healthier way, and I've had really erratic experiences there. It's been very, very good, and it's been very, very bad. Um, that's
4: with any Darden restaurant. Yeah, yeah and, and mm-hmm.
3: this is an upscale Darden restaurant. They've now built another one up in Altamont Springs, so they are starting to spread out. If you had to fill out the survey, it's a nice addition to town. It's a nice choice, but it's not the same restaurant.
5: Yes, that
1: other Absolutely. restaurant. Yeah. You remember those? Meals? Oh, was they, oh. They, were, they were
0: great. And the only the only problem with Seasons. At the Disney Institute Was that it was At the Disney Institute And right. that's why It ended up closing yeah, Traffic Because volume. you know You couldn't get anybody It was a ghost town Over there
5: And the really great thing About that was When it was Still a Disney Institute They had parking In such a way You used to park Right outside the restaurant Yeah it was nice It was really nice It was a shame it was nice. I, I
0: miss the, it uh, terribly yeah. It was a great restaurant
3: We talk about a lot of the times what people, you know, they want to eat off property. Coming out of the property, guys, and going up to Sand Lake Road, what we call Restaurant Row, there's a whole lot of choices up there. Seasons 52, uh, this Carrera's Cucina. There's a couple of good choices up there. You might want to check it out.
0: Cool. All right. We're going to move on to our next email. Bob, you have one?
1: Yeah, I have one from Jeff from the USA. And <laughs> is he a wanderer? Is he, was he a? I, I thought I'd take the safe road.
5: On he's a one. settler. Mm-hmm. He just rides the train all around the country.
1: Was he? Actually, I have a question
0: from Bob from Earth.
1: <laughs> okay, Bob, where is he from? <laughs> he's Coopersburg, Pennsylvania. Well, that wasn't hard. Really? His last name is Am- Ambroser. So, anyway, he's been to the parks three times in the last year, and his pet peeve is that when you are first thing in the morning, when the cast member puts down the rope, people behind you feel compelled to to run over to Space Mountain. And uh, this last time, his daughter and he were almost trampled by the people behind them. So he, he wants to make people aware that it's can be
4: dangerous. difficult
1: and dangerous. Uh, I actually have some video that I shot for the rope drop that I'm going to put up this week for to show what the rope drop looks like. I mean, people go over there and everyone's running to be first. And it's like there's no need to run. I mean, there's not that many people at the rope drop that doesn't get absorbed into Space Mountain so that, you know, you're only going to be a couple... It's a matter of a couple of minutes, so there's no need to really run over there. There is a way to avoid that, you know. Don't go. Get there five minutes later. Exactly. Well, I waited till the... I watched the crowd go, and you can see in the video how people are scattering around and going.
3: Well, there are the people who want to go wake up Tinkerbell and be the first ones on Dumbo and...
1: Yep. So... uh, uh, the other thing they mentioned they love the podcast and he says Bob for president
4: see it was self-serving nope, there's a
1: self-serving part <laughs> so
5: Pete I have one i like to read John is the best John is great we love John 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 John's smart John's pretty John's tall John's thin
1: everybody picks on
0: John
5: this is from John in Orlando don't make fun of John
0: <laughs> Orlando Earth
3: <laughs> Orlando USA Earth <laughs> You really have another one? I do have
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
5: My goodness. Mine is from Nicole in New York, New York. Hey, guys. I got a doozy for you guys. I'm planning an upcoming Disney vacation with the boyfriend in August. I now live in New York, but I have a season pass and a Florida license since technically I'm a permanent resident over there. My boyfriend has neither since he is a New York resident, has never been to Disney. For our upcoming vacation, I want to take advantage of the dining plan and Magical Express. But I'd also like like it to be cost-effective and try and score a good deal on the hotel. Since I have a pass, getting a package through Disney would seem like a waste of money, so I was thinking of renting DVC points. Any thoughts on this? I'm not sure renting DVC points is the way to go. Nicole, you can rent DVC points. That's an excellent way to go. I think I talked about this a couple shows ago about the process of doing that and heading over to that board and checking things out. If you do rent DVC points, you can add the dining plan to that package. so that's one way to get around not having to have a, a pass for yourself. However, if you do want to book a, a Disney package and add the dining plan and take advantage of Magical Express, you can just add a one day park ticket to that package. Everybody in your in your um, party has to have the same ticket added onto their package. However, the ticket doesn't have to be for the same length that you're staying. Having that one-day ticket will allow you to turn a regular resort reservation into a package, take advantage of all that extra stuff. Now, the good part is, is that your ticket won't expire until you actually use it, so that's you know the way it is. And even though he'll need more than the one-day ticket, he can then go later and upgrade that one-day ticket towards a multi-day pass. So that's one way around it. That's a good idea. Consider DVC. Yeah. DVC is a great option. You can add the dining plan to that. But if you don't want to do DVC and you want to get a package at one of the value resorts, let's say, just take a one-day pass for both of you on the, the package and then worry about the rest of your staying once you get there.
0: Great. Thank you very much, John. All right, we're going to wrap up with two voicemails. First, our good friend Kim Amiceratops on the boards has a suggestion for John. Here's Kim
6: dis unplugged it's mommy Ceratops on the message board and i also like to call myself kevin's best friend the um i had an idea for a segment this would be for kevin's other best friend john could be kind of a where in the world's waldo type of theme and you could go anywhere in the parks and describe that area that's around you sight taste smell i don't know if i do taste but depends on where you are at. You could just kind of describe it, and then it would get us listeners thinking about different places in the parks that we may or may not have seen in a while, or try to guess where you were at. It could be kind of a fun game, I thought. Anyways, think about it. See what you think. It may be fun. It may not, and like I said, my five-year-old helped me think of it by a game he was playing describing different places he remembered down at Disney World, so It was a lot of fun, so I thought maybe you guys could take it to another level and go there and tell us about it and what's going on right then and there. So I hope you think about that. Then I had one more comment for Peter. I was really looking forward to that that task you were going to do to take one for the team and go and do some spa reviews for us. I was hoping to live vicariously through you doing the spa reviews. So I, if you haven't done one recently I, or one at all, I'd like to encourage you to go out and do that because I was really looking forward to that and be a good one to take for the team, you know, that that would really be doing it all. And I do have one more comment. I never like to be quiet. I want to say how much I love the blogs. I'm really enjoying those. They're awesome. You guys, it's really bringing a little bit more of the magic home to us every day and really means a lot that you guys are putting so much into all this. I'm really enjoying it. And I would like to give you my nice little weather report of a foot of snow that had drifted its way into our backyard and our neighborhood. We've been having a lot of fun playing in the snow. It was very enjoyable, so I hope your weather down there is a little bit warmer. You guys are awesome and really looking forward to everything that you guys have going on. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
0: Well, I like the idea, Kim, of, uh, you know, where in the world is John? But for John to do it, we'd have to call it, like, where the hell is John now?
3: What I room think is we John's should do which
5: bathroom is John in. In which John is John? I think we should call it, where's Johnny? <laughs> and I can walk around the Magic Kingdom with an axe.
1: <laughs> <Hey, Joe. laughs>
0: Really, no, Actually, though, we had done the, um, we used to do the Where's Figaro.
5: Where in the world is Figaro? We'll figure something out, Kim. I think this is a cute idea. We'll we'll work something out as far as either it's a description of where I am or things like that. Well, who knows? All right. But it's yeah. a cute idea.
0: Yeah, it is a cute idea. I like that. Yeah. I thought it was something different.
5: I agree.
3: Does that mean I get to go and take your picture, actually? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what she we'll said. We'll take a
1: picture of his foot.
3: He's really good about having his picture taken. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Oh, all right, Kim.
0: Thanks very much for that. And our final email this week comes to us from Todd, who has some uh, questions about Star Wars Weekends. So here's Todd.
2: Hi, Diz and Plug team. This is Todd, otherwise known as Cajun WDW fan on the forum. I would just had a question uh, regarding Star Wars Weekends. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I plan on going this June. Uh, for Star Wars weekends for the first time, and I was just curious what's the process of how to get i think it's the fast passes for um the autograph sessions and I just wanted to know what was your suggestions as far as uh what time to get there and uh if I wanted to get uh make sure I got myself uh autographed and what was the best possible way to go ahead and do that so uh thank you for all your help I hope uh to enjoy myself, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and it's the first time I get to go down to Star Wars weekend. So, thanks very much.
1: Well, Todd, from what I can remember of Star Wars weekend for these uh, signature signings, I remember uh, people lining up at like 4 a.m. in right. the morning. I remember out, you saying and that they have to be in the parking lot uh, that early. So, if you're going to go over there, I'd at least bring a folding chair or something with you. You're either going to have to drive over or take a taxi over to the to the area. I don't know. They'll probably post something before the the weekend start of how they're going to do it this year, and we'll have more information on that as we get closer to the time. But that's that's the last they did, and they do like a wristband thing, and then you have to run down to Lights Action, motor cars or something to get the actual
0: uh, now, do they always have them in the same places every well, year, or do they change them up? Like where they, the autographs are. They have are? different
1: places, but usually it's around the lagoon there, where uh, the fifties time is. Okay. Uh, they have a bunch of the tents over there, and then they spread them out in different areas. So, uh, we'll have more information on that in in the near future. I'm hoping. Is that where you get to meet Susan Lucci? No, that's Soap Weekend.
5: Oh, um, right. I think we should combine my new segment with. Bob, and not only where in the world is John, but what would Bob call it? (laughs) Lightens, motor cars. (laughs) Interpret Bob. (laughs) Bob would call this. What would Bob call it? (laughs) (laughs) We forgot to tell Kim to pick a number. Oh, yeah, that's right, Kim. I'm
0: sorry. Segment idea, Kim. Go ahead and pick a number. Is that. there
3: another podcast cruise in there? Because she's bucking for it.
0: No, sorry, honey, not for a little while. Anyway, yep. I'm sure there will be more podcast cruises. Uh, I, I promise you, we'll come up with something between now and the end of time.
7: Well, you're giving one uh, one away this weekend, right? Uh, oh, that's
0: right, that's right, that's right. I will be at uh, be I will a- be at Universal Studios this Saturday night, the 29th. I'll be performing right before heart. <laughs> 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 Tip your waitresses. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm going to be there, and, too. Uh,
0: I am going to be giving away a podcast cruise to somebody. I will. If you, if you are the first person to spot me wearing my Diz Unplugged shirt, the first person, not the third or fourth or tenth, but if you're the first person...
3: Knocking him down and as he gets out of his car is not going to get you a podcast <laughs> Well, no, cruise. it's going to be...
0: I'm, I, I will tell you right now, if anybody is thinking about just scoping out the turnstiles don't bother i'm not wearing the shirt into the park i'm going to be i'm going to wait till i'm in the park and i have no idea how long it'll be before i duck into a bathroom and come out looking like superman
5: what if they spot you before you put the shirt on is that legal no no No. i'm
0: not wearing if i am not wearing the podcast shirt it doesn't count
5: so all you have to
3: do now is find pete going to the bathroom (laughs)
5: <laughs> so a whole different context yeah. <laughs>
1: Corey I have this picture you, you know in a football game When they kick off And the the guy catches the ball And he starts running back I get Why this, do you think he asked Corey If he knew what he was talking about Well you guys don't do football that well I just get a picture of 11 people Running all in different directions Trying to tackle them
0: now Why do you think I'm bringing uh, fl- uh, my, well, my, my cannon fodder <laughs>
1: Pat Cam will be there, too. Will? The Secret
3: Service agents. Will's my,
7: Will's my bodyguard. I'm going to go up to a family. Hey, lady, you want to go on a cruise? Go tap that guy. In the bathroom? <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, really, you know what? I'll just be in a stall. You'll have to
1: find which stall I'm in. Oh, that's it. I can read the headline, next week's news story.
5: Yeah. Look for Pete's shoes. So what are the rules? Do they physically have to touch you?
0: Or is it oh, better no. if they do It's be much better if they don't touch
5: me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't if touch me. If you touch me, there's no, you might get no tased. Cruis, no cruise for you. You
3: <laughs>
1: should make them say a sta- uh, some kind of statement. Cru- <gasps> That's cruise what Nazi. you should
3: do. If they're the first ones to see you, they have to sing and dance for you. Yes,
1: that oh, was Lord.
0: well. I probably should have uh, just in case. It you know, what if people are there that didn't hear this?
3: I know, but we'll make fools out of the other ones. Come on.
0: Okay, You do have, have to, sing to sing and dance a for me song.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You have to sing and dance Barracuda
0: Yes <laughs> <laughs> Barracuda, much better <laughs> Oh, this is Come on, be...
3: Wild Oscar, learn the words <laughs> yeah,
0: really. There you go, Wild Oscar Oh, Lord, yeah, that's right So the 29th, that's this Saturday yeah. I'm going to be over at Universal So if you spot me there
3: Make him do it, make him sing He picks on me all the time
0: <laughs> You assume it's going to be him. You don't know it's going to be him.
1: Make huh. him do it anyway.
0: I'm going to have. I may even have decoys around the park.
1: Well, Cot cam's going little to be there. Pe- little Peter look-
0: lookalikes. Little Peter lookalikes sort of wearing.
5: If
3: all of us show up in his unplug shirts. I'm not Peter.
1: <laughs> that would be. Can they catch cot cam?
5: No,
0: no,
1: no. I mean, if you're on it, no. Oh yeah, but that, that,
0: that's not. That's not going to be uh, too obvious, right? Driving this, driving this monstrosity around with Christmas lights on it. Ooh, I'm right here. <laughs> and I'm right here. on the
1: handlebars. Well, when you got fifty people chasing you, 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 you're trying to get away from them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a scene from Help, <laughs> the Beatles movie. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And you
0: never know how early or late in the evening I'll be. Uh, I'll be doing it, and as soon as I give it away. The shirt comes off, and my old shirt no, comes back on. the shirt's
1: coming back off real quick. I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> I'm all the because I am. Like, Pete, Pete turns into the, a stilt <laughs> walker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pete does the strip tease. No, no, we won't do that to people. But uh, all right, that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week.